The primary election is almost here. Vote centers will be open May 7th from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Make your vote count. Visit vote.indy.gov for more information. This message was paid for by the Marion County Election Board. All right, 8 o'clock hour, hanging out with you. DriveHubler.com studios. Wake up call, KB and Andy. I'm Andy Sweeney. He's Kevin Bowen. Mark Dykton. I like that intro. You better, I like that. I like what Mark's doing today. Cubs won. Reds lost. First he's, time for everything. He's, he's, yeah, he, <laughs> he's feeling good. Uh, and we're feeling good reacting with you. The Colts have, for now, 53-man roster. Obviously, the waiver wire will be busy. That starts in about four hours. Uh, so we can't wait for that. Jonathan Taylor news continues to lead all headlines today. Uh, and let's talk to Stephen Holder from ESPN, who's been all over this story week after week. And he joins us here on the Pay Less Liquors Hotline. Steven, appreciate you joining us early this morning. I guess let's start here. If you had to place a Vegas odd over under on games played by JT this season for the Colts, where would you uh, where would you throw that? Would it be six, six and a half? What would it be? Oh, man. Well, first of all, I'm holding on to my money because <laughs> this thing has just been completely unpredictable. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I... I do believe – I guess I'm not answering the question. Let me answer the question. Um, <laughs> I would say likely, mm, let's say 10. Okay. Let's say 10. Now, here's here, let me give you my rationale. And I'm just – you know, I'm thinking through this on the fly here. But I, I think here's the deal. Jonathan Taylor intends to play football this year. I mean, th- let's just clear that up, right? Like, there's no scenario, to my knowledge, that has not been shared with me at least, where Jonathan Taylor was going to try to find a way to not play this year. Because I, I just don't see how that helps him in any way, any shape or form, right? So his intention was to play football this year. Now, he needs to get in shape, I would imagine. I mean, he hasn't done very much. So even if he is healthy – there still needs to be a sort of acclimation period. He's kind of not done much. He certainly hasn't practiced. So I, I never anticipated that it was any kind of slam dunk he would play in the season opener, even if he were on the active roster. So he'll get these four weeks. He can't practice. And then he's going to have to practice for a little bit. So it's going to take time. And by that, by the time all that happens, I mean, I think 10 is probably the over-under for me. But I also think there is still a very – there's a very real possibility that he does get traded. That That is still real. He can be traded today. Mm-hmm. That could happen. And, and guys have been traded while on the PUP list. I need to double-check this, but I believe Stephon Gilmore was traded from New England to Carolina while on the PUP list. I'll, I'll confirm that later, but I, I believe that happened with him. Steven, is this a hold-in? It looks like one. Um, I, I have hedged on that answer when asked because on that question when asked because I still believe John the Taylor has to answer this for himself, yeah. like his his health. He has to answer this for himself. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and I guess my yeah, other question that, off that, Stephen, would then be if it is a hold-in and the Colts feel like he is healthy enough to practice and or play then why put him on pup like like why not find him are they is this hey we're trying to mend a relationship here I, am i overreading that like wh- if they wanted to they could draw a, a harder line than they're drawing by paying him whatever it is 240,000 per week for him to be on the pup list you know what's interesting here is 
my understanding is that Taylor was prepared or maybe even anticipating that he was going to be on the active roster yesterday. I don't think – well, I don't think he knew which way it was going to go. Let's put it that way. That is that is what I have been told, that there was no indication made to, to Jonathan Taylor which way that was going to go. The Colts, as it was told to me, the Colts decided that independently of Jonathan Taylor. Okay? Does that make sense? So – so what I'm saying is that was their choice and not a, as I understand it, not a, a, a reaction to anything that he told them that he could or couldn't do or whatever. You know, so that doesn't mean that there haven't been prior conversations and that they haven't taken cues from his prior actions. Uh, that's a different matter. But, but in terms of just that particular decision, my understanding is the Colts made that independent of Jonathan Taylor. Now, he was, as I understand it, he was prepared – or expecting to possibly be on the active roster and, and knew that meant you got to show up and play. I mean, he's not, he's not going to take the hit. He's going to play. I mean, <laughs> at some point he's going to have to get out there and he's going to play. And I, my expectation is that he will. I, I don't think that was, as I said, ever really um, you know, a consideration to my knowledge. By the way, you were right, Stephen. Uh, Gilmore was uh, on the pup in New England. They traded him for a six-round pick, uh, and then Carolina <laughs> restructured the deal. Stephen Holder yeah. from ESPN. Is this a stupid follow-up? Why did the Colts do that, to give themselves some more time to figure things out here? Well, that's one theory is that, and also maybe just conditioning could be a, right. a one reason. You know, you need some time. I, I think it. I think it buys them time to figure this out. That's what I think. That was my read of it. And that's just my theory. But my theory is that this is still an unadulterated mess. Okay. I don't, I know what people think, but this didn't solve anything. I mean, you know, he's still, he's still upset. They still aren't going to pay him. Not now. Uh, Not, and I'm not saying either side is right or wrong. It's just saying that we're status quo. We are status quo here with Jonathan Taylor. What we have is a pause. That's what we have. Mm-hmm. We have a pause to the complete disaster. We don't have an end to the disaster. Again, Stephen Holder's with us from ESPN and more on certainly the Jonathan Taylor situation and the Colts roster cuts, which took a back burner to the Taylor news from yesterday. Stephen, do you believe they were offered a second round pick at all? I don't think I don't think the conversations got to a second round pick. No. Now I will tell you they were offered allegedly, okay, allegedly, take it or leave it. But according to one source, they were offered allegedly uh, multiple day two picks, but not third. But, excuse me, not a, not a second. So I think you So could, multiple thirds then? Yes, mm. correct. Huh. That was correct. Gotcha. That's, that's what I was told. Well, I got to do some more digging, and I will do that. But that's what I heard. And, and any idea on that second team, that that mystery team? Obviously, Miami was I, the dominant one. I do know. I do know the second team. I was told that team uh, is still in conversations and wants to not be named. And so I'm abiding by what sources have told me to do. It's a delicate thing, right? And I. I would very much like to say it, and and, and I am trying to get to the point where I can report that. <laughs> us too, yeah. We would love for you to say it, Steve. It'd be fantastic. How about maybe a conference? Can you can you give us a conference? <laughs> AFC, NFC, <laughs> anything? NFC team. Okay. Right. NFC, NFC team. team. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, listen, I, I'm not holding out. I really am not holding out. Trust me. Like 
there's there's a lot I wish I could tell people about this <laughs> stuff, but like I got people on all sides of this thing. Like, trust me, it's not like it's just Jonathan Taylor's camp or this. I got stuff on both sides <laughs> that I wish I could tell you. We would be on the air for two hours, man. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, this is so. It's been such a heated and delicate thing that you know you have to tread lightly because it's just so volatile, you know. Stephen Holder joins us here on The Fan. He's from ESPN, ESPN.com. He joins us on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Yeah, you talk about that second team and everything else. I did hear you yesterday be grilled by JMV for a good 30 minutes. Uh, the Dolphins, uh, obviously one of those teams interested. Uh, they even threw out some some active players. Is that right? That was maybe part of the conversation? Well, I my understanding is that just about any deal – that would have transpired was, was going to involve uh, active players, perhaps from both teams even. Hmm. So I don't know for sure on the second team, but I, I believe players were discussed in that deal too. It doesn't mean they were blockbuster names. I'm just saying uh, there, there could have been a scenario where they took back active players from the other team. In fact, I thought that was, I was expecting that if, if a deal went down, that it would include some players. I mean, that's, that happens a lot, you know. When you when you have a player like Jonathan Taylor, who you know is a is an established star player, oftentimes to to really equate the value, you need to kick in something else beyond the picks. So that's that's where that kind of you know mentality or, or approach came from. And Stephen Holder is with us here on the Payless Slickers Hotline. Obviously, can read his work, and you can see him a whole lot right now on ESPN with all this Jonathan Taylor. Saga. I think it's the last Jonathan Taylor question from me, but don't hold me to that. Um, oh, not not forever, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly not forever. Um, do you think the Colts have any desire to give Jonathan Taylor a multi-year extension after the season? Um, I I don't think they have ruled it out, but I also think the fans that assume it's going to happen, I think you are really mistaken to, to approach it that way. Uh, look, they have the franchise tag, and at the end of the day, Josh Jacobs felt like he had a pretty strong position, and what happened? He got franchised. Saquon Barkley felt he had a pretty strong position. He got franchised. And, and I know that those two, those two players play for different teams. I understand that. Uh, but there is also this this interesting I don't know what what you want to call it, but this 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 interesting language, I think, from Chris Ballard lately. And J and V and I talked about this. You know, you can go back to his quotes on the day they reported for training camp, and I, I don't know if there's been some kind of philosophical change with Chris Ballard. I don't I don't want to take it too far and I think we should circle back to this today when we talk to him. But I'm trying to figure out like what he meant by that. And Kevin, you might recall the language exactly, but he said something like, you know, we we had a bad year last year, et cetera, but you know, we gotta we gotta figure some things out and, and all and, and I don't I don't know what any of that necessarily has to do with either a guy's a good player or he's not a good player. We want him or we don't want him. You know what I mean? Like I don't think there's any relationship there. That is their prerogative. I'm not criticizing it. I just don't understand the the thinking there. It, you know, where teams hire new coaches all the time and still conduct themselves, you know, in terms of contract extensions or pay guys, don't pay guys. Like I don't know what the relationship there is. 
Stephen Holder with us uh, from ESPN. I don't know. I guess this would be the only one KB that I can think of. Uh, are the you know a team like Miami? I don't expect you to know this, Stephen, but a team like Miami, they were obviously interested. I mean, they were. Do you think it ever got so far that JT sitting there like, "Hey guys, if I get traded, I'm going to get some of this money that I've been looking for." I said about a half an hour ago, Stephen. I feel like if if JT were traded to Miami and they had already kind of talked about a framework of a deal, that the agent for Jonathan Taylor would be out there yelling and screaming, "Hey, you know, our guy could have got money, and the Colts are are holding all." of this up they're the bad guy here but we haven't got any of that yet at all that's true um i would also say though that that any team that was going to trade for jonathan taylor you would have to work something out with him I, i think there was an understanding going in and i think you you have to assume that that was part of the conversation because remember this was a different kind of scenario this was not the colts right uh necessarily out there shopping this guy this was the Colts authorizing Jonathan Taylor's camp to go find a deal well unless uh, unless I'm missing something there's no scenario where they would go find a team to to be traded to where there was no, you know I mean any reset okay 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 that right there probably sums up the Jonathan Taylor Colts relationship. No, you know the funniest thing whenever, uh, whenever, whenever there's a, a phone issue, the radio guy that has to kill time while the producer gets the <laughs> gets the gets the host yeah, back so, on the how about hey, this weather? Hey, so I just saw the weather, and I just saw yeah. the. By the way, I just saw the. I did see the Reds uh, no hitter well. being uh, broke up. That outfielder did a terrible job. By the way, go ahead, Steve. Back out with for us. That? Yeah, he did terrible. Uh, Steven, did you have anything more to add? Uh, you were breaking up just a little bit there. Yeah, I'll just finish the point. I, I, yeah, so anyway, because it was Jonathan Taylor's camp that was spearheading this, you know, which and that was authorized by the Colts, I mean, the priority was always get to get him to a place where he gets right. paid. So, so that was just kind of baked into the cake is what I think. Otherwise, and teams knew that. You know, why would you even engage them? Now, I don't know what, what he would have gotten paid. But but my impression from every step of the way is that that the money was was not necessarily the biggest um, obstacle to this. That was not the obstacle. The obstacle was compensation. Your biggest Chris Ballard related question today, Jonathan Taylor related and then non Jonathan Taylor related. Uh, I think in terms of Jonathan Taylor, my question would be just I understand you know, not wanting to set precedent and reward players for, you know, for, for getting out of line, so to speak. I don't like that language, but whatever, right? But I also think that compromise is a thing. And I feel like I want to know, does he feel like there was a missed opportunity? Like other teams did it. What? Why take this hard line against a guy who has been just an absolute model citizen and a, and a great player? Like, why take that hard line? Because it didn't get you anywhere. Because right now, the Colts, where are they at? They're sitting there angry and without their best player for at least a little bit. And Jonathan Taylor didn't win either. Like, no one won. Everyone just is sitting there angry and pissed off. So what did it, what did it get you, you know? So anyway, that would be my Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor question. And then uh, in terms of the roster, uh, I think that, I don't like, I don't like the depth of this roster, and I I wonder if there are concerns about that. 
for him. I mean, just to look at the four wide receivers tells you a lot, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And yeah, then you look at the offensive line. I mean, tell me where they can afford an injury. Yeah, I me. mean, tight end is the only position, Steve, and I look <laughs> at it and think, oh, there's some decent depth there. Absolutely. I mean, the corners, look, I, I get that fans are excited about the rookies, but let me also mention this. They're rookies. And they cut one of them. Exactly. Right. So they weren't even that thrilled. So, I mean, what are we talking about here, right? I mean, this team, I was, I'm not saying I was ever bullish on the Colts. I wasn't. And I'm, I'm not saying that I ever thought they were going to be good, but I did think like, all right, there's a scenario where they can get to like eight wins or something, you know, but I, I don't, I feel much more pessimistic after training camp and, and after just kind of, really letting the roster resonate a little more over the last couple of weeks, I feel a little more pessimistic. I don't know. All right, last, last one, and thank you for your time because I know it's been pretty busy here as of late. Again, Stephen Holder, ESPN.com, with us on the Payless Slickers Hotline. The Colts won four games last year, Stephen. Will they have more waiver claims today than wins they had last season? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I think possibly yes. And listen, I will tell you, they were up late last night watching film. Let me just leave you with that little little nugget. They were up late last night watching film, and you know what they were looking at. They were looking at available players that they could go grab because they kind of need to. Season 9 of As the World Turns, General Hospital, however you want to define it, it continues here with this Jonathan Taylor story. And, Stephen, we'll have your latest for ESPN. Stephen, we'll see you later today over Colts practice. Appreciate it, man. All right, see you guys.